that time of the year again. We've entered into the last week of the year and for some, the vision boards are getting dusted, the scissors sharpened and the scent of freshly opened journals is filling the air. For others, it's an ordinary week, nothing new to see here except maybe some time off work and packing up the Christmas decorations. Either way, whether you're excited about it or not, the new year approaches and that could mean something if you let it. I'll warn you, this episode is for the believers and the hopeful, people who set New Year's resolutions every year without fail and work earnestly towards accomplishing them. Not to say we are always successful, but damn it, at least we're trying. On that note, let's get into it. In today's episode, I'll be speaking on one main idea, which is the self-audit. And the point of it is to be honest with yourself and decide where and how you require improvement. And there are three main approaches to achieving this, and I think they can be very useful when trying to make impactful and long-lasting changes in the coming year. Number one, your story and narration. Two, turning your desires to goals. And three, getting an expert involved. So when thinking about your story and narration, this is about what you know about yourself, what you tell yourself you are and what you're capable of. And turning your desires into goals is about understanding what you really want and how to go about creating a system that lets you achieve this. And getting an expert involved is about getting external help to help you navigate the goals that you want to achieve from people who know more than you do. So this is maybe from therapists, coaches or mentors. Unfortunately, audits are normally reserved for yearly reviews and assessing business functions, but I think they're very useful in our personal lives as well, depending of course on your personality and how kindly you take to Excel spreadsheets, journaling or all other written forms of planning. But a good place to start, I reckon, is getting as accurate a picture as possible of where you are and how you are at this present moment in terms of who you are, what you're doing and what you have. If you've ever had to complete a personal development plan at work, then you've probably become aware of how that process works. But in general, it involves setting short, medium and long term goals and identifying what skills you need to develop to accomplish those goals. That same approach can be used for your personal development and in your personal life. A really good illustration of this in work is presented by Visualize Value on Instagram and I have shared the illustration on the podcast Instagram page, candid underscore the podcast. Essentially, it illustrates how you may have an understanding of these different areas of your life as standalone pieces and they form these single unit levels but the information that sits within them is siloed and limited to that area and zero attention is paid to the relationship between those different elements and how they fit together to form the full picture. And these elements or single units could represent anything. They could represent an aspect of your personality or very specific areas of your life, professional, personal health, or whatever it may be. So as an example, maybe you understand that you are a rewards-based person in that you need a reward to motivate you to complete unpleasant tasks 
that you do not enjoy, but you only apply this knowledge to your health goals, so your workout routines, but you don't extend this knowledge towards other areas of your life, like your performance in your professional life, or in maintaining the relationships you value. Which is a shame because if you know that you are a rewards-based person, then you can utilize that system to bring about more positive results in practically every other area of your life. Conducting an audit of yourself and really understanding how the different pieces that make up who you are and how you work and what you value as a human, that's really valuable because you can take that information to then get a broader understanding of how these different parts have come together to create the current state of your life as it is in this moment, how they've come together to create the state of your career, the state of your relationships, the state of your spiritual journey or whatever else it may be. By recognizing that you are accountable for where you are in life at the moment and how you, your habits and your behaviors have got you to where you are, you can more objectively decide which habits or behaviors you want to continue with forward because they have been cultivating success and have gotten you to where you want to be and can get you to where you need to be. Um, but you can also identify which blocks or which areas need improvement and where you need to put in the work to strengthen your character and your capabilities or what areas you need to build up your skills to be able to get you to where you want to be by the end of 2021. With this audit, it's very similar to self-awareness and trying to understand why you are the way that you are, but the difference is that you're just trying to get an objective overview of your current state of being. So using health as an example, it's having a strict look at your diet, having a strict look at your exercise routine, and outlining whether or not what you're currently doing is going to bring you the results that you want to. So it's being honest to yourself and recognizing that doing one workout video a week may not be enough, but you can do a separate self-dive where you look into why you're only able to do one workout a week, what aspects of your mindset might need fine-tuning to equip you with the right motivation and focus to increase that frequency but the act of the order is just to get the facts about who you are and what you are what you have and by getting that well-rounded view and well-considered understanding of these different elements and what you have at your disposal you are able to design a system that utilizes all these different parts that can lead you to a place of success. And that's why the first step, the audit, is so important. Because if you do that reverse engineering from your ideal life and work your way backwards to what square one needs to look like, if you have done a thorough assessment of where you are at the moment, it's easier to then recognize, am I positioned well in order to move towards my end goal? Or do I need to pivot and make some changes so that I can get at a good starting point? So using health as an example, because with January, everyone gets super health focused, myself included. And you'd look at yourself and say, 
square ones look like me having the desire to work out and being motivated you could then look at the workouts that you are taking on so if in the past you were dedicating yourself to hit workouts and you absolutely hated them and they're horrible and because of that experience you don't commit to more than one workout a month then maybe something needs to change and you can pick a different form of exercise perhaps you do dance lessons instead via zoom or something or pilates or yoga what's the difference between desires and goals a short definition i came across online is that a proper goal has to describe both what you will achieve and how you're going to measure its achievement the key words here are as measured by since measurement is what makes a goal a goal without it you do not have a goal all you have is a desire and so the first stage of the strategy is declaring the big overarching desire is determining where you want to go in life defining and marking out very clearly where you want to end up one popular example is the pursuit of financial freedom or living a life of luxury it's not enough to just throw those buzzwords because they sound sexy and cool you have to define exactly what that looks like for you and your life at a personal level because for some financial freedom is being able to buy a home in an area that suits their cultural and personal needs whether it's that your children get to go to a good school you and your family are able to go on a holiday as a couple multiple times a year or that your mortgage is paid in full you drive the car of your dreams and the amount you have saved or invested is comfortable and you have zero debt whilst for others financial freedom is being gainfully unemployed living off of investment income retiring to a private island by the age of 40 and if there are any kids in the picture they're in private schools and in those different scenarios the account balance that's required to deliver on those objectives are very different and to achieve this different goals different methods are going to have to be utilized and the decision that we all have to make at an individual level is which world are we most content with and which is the world that will make us happy and understand and appreciate the sacrifices that each one will have to make and the trade-offs that have to be made in the process after all, according to Benjamin Franklin, there are two ways of being happy. We may either diminish our wants or augment our means. Either will do. The result is the same. And it is for each man to decide for himself and do that which happens to be the easiest. So whichever you pick, you have to be happy with and pursue it with vigor. And it certainly helps to be specific and decisive on which goals you are willing to steer your life towards. In the spirit of being candid and transparent, the following stage is where I think I currently am um, in my process of trying to sort my life out for the new year. I've done the first two where I've looked at where I currently am and where I want to get to be, but now is the stage where you get the expert in and you get external help. This is where you look beyond yourself and your current level of understanding of yourself as a person and life, and instead turn to those who are more knowledgeable than you. So mentors, if you're fortunate enough to have one, a coach, a therapist, 
or just a person in your life who can advise you in some way because they've navigated the same waters that you're interested in pursuing. Either way, getting help is the name of the strategy. One of the best ways to learn, I feel, is by talking to people who have achieved what you are trying to achieve because they will be able to equip you with the wisdom and practical tools that you can utilize to catapult your progression, whether that's spiritual progression, emotional progression, professional progression, whatever area it is that you are focusing on developing in the coming year. What this may look like is, with spiritual progression, it's speaking to your youth leaders, um, it's professional progression, it's speaking to your manager or a person of a more senior position who you have that type of relationship with. Um, and with emotional progression, it's perhaps a coach or a therapist, because sure, you can try and figure it out yourself and use the fail fast methodology where you prefer learning from first-hand experience, where you want to make your own mistakes and learn from adjusting your approach and pivot when needed and just keep iterating but personally I think it's also useful to learn from the mistakes of others and avoid the avoidable because this then puts you in a position where you can discover new incredible failures that you can then use and that can serve you to propel you even further forward. A great example of this would be using therapy to navigate um, any areas of your life that you're finding to be complicated or that you have not navigated before because you can journal and you can make some breakthroughs on your own but I feel there is no substitute for sitting down with somebody who has a far greater depth of knowledge and experience of that field that can then support you in a way that brings out the very best in you. I'm a huge advocate for speaking to a therapist because as much as there are known unknowns, there are unknown unknowns and just because you are not aware of something, it doesn't negate its impact on your behavior and on the outcomes in your life. So it's just worth getting the tune-up and getting the advice from an expert on how to navigate the course of your life essentially. This ties in with the principles brought forward by essentialists that it is not about getting more things done but getting the right things done and sometimes to determine what the right things are you need to onboard experts who can help you identify what are the core areas you need to focus on to get the results that you want. So one example would be with health and getting a personal trainer. You can take the time out to research and understand what kind of schedule you can sort of adopt for yourself, what kind of nutritional guides you need to be following, or you can outsource that to people that care about those subjects deeply and are able to give advice that is weighted out carefully and can tailor them to your goals and your lifestyle. So then all you have to do is just show up every single day and do what the plan says because everything is laid out for you and all the important things have been incorporated. So it's just about deciding which person you are and work best as. Are you somebody who needs to understand the why? And so researching it yourself and developing and tailoring a plan is something that will help you commit to it more and follow it through because you put in the work to design it and you're going to be more driven to actually complete it. Or are you somebody who 
needs those barriers taken out completely and have the goal just be as straightforward and as simple as possible, which is you just paying somebody X and getting in your inbox a tailored plan, a tailored schedule, and all you have to do is put on your gear and get started. Either way, just find out which method works best for you and you can just build around that and design the life that you want as opposed to following in those default settings that can just bring about results that are subpar and don't leave you any closer to what you actually want to be achieving. In summary, by conducting a self-audit and being honest with yourself and the areas in your life or in your approach that require improvement, you are able to tailor and really design systems that you can put in place and enact that will let you achieve your long-term goals, your long-term visions and your long-term desires. This is something I'm very much looking forward to implementing throughout all of 2021. I have a range of goals that I want to achieve and by creating this podcast and by having this outlet essentially it's been great for accountability on my part um it's been great for establishing what my approach is and what my thinking is and i hope it's been interesting or somewhat useful um and if you've heard anything that i've said and you know something that is much better something that i could absolutely benefit from listening to reading please share I would rather know where I may have misunderstood something and learn from that than just to continue with this idea. So let me know what you think. And it has been Candid the Podcast, Linda speaking. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope you have an incredible start to the year. I know things are very weird, but I have high hopes for 2021. 2020 was shambolic on all accounts, but moving on to better and more incredible things and I'm excited so I hope that's coming through but yeah have a good day bye